Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out Unit 2 Creations. That's unit, the number two, creations.com. They have a fantastic brand new indie publisher, and they are U2C, or Unit 2 Creations. They're a publisher and audio video production company that's creating its own marketplace. Their mission is simple, empower entrepreneurial creative minds of literary and film by providing those with a criminal past and the right programs and tools needed to become successful. Unit 2's main focus are those creative minds that have a criminal past, but they are open to all creative thinkers. The crowdfunding campaign was launched on April 15th. Go to GoFundMe.com. Search you, the number two, C, providing a second chance. Go to G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E.com. Search the letter U, the number two, the letter C, providing a second chance. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide, Brett the Hitman Hart tags up with Angelina Love to battle the evil Felisa Rose and Ari Lehman in the new horror film, Demented. The film is 90% completed. Rewards include killed on-screen cameo, DVDs, Blu-rays, digital downloads, autograph collectibles, screen and internet movie database credits. The list goes on. And on. You can check out the trailer at kickstarter.com. Search Demented. That's kickstarter.com. Search D E M E N T E D. Check it out today and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out a great new Indiegogo campaign. You'll need to go over to igg.me slash at slash misa. Uh, that's Misa. Meet Misa, the next generation social robot. Early bird offer of $349, 50% off. You can pre-order at Indiegogo.com. Misa is the next generation social family robot. Home automation, security, communication, entertainment, and assistance for the entire family. Help them out today. They need your money. Go over and meet Misa. Early bird offer is $349 right now, 50% off. Pre-order on Indiegogo and check it out today here at Transmedia Worldwide. An incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out supportdisabledvet.com. Uh, that's right, supportdisabledvet.com. S-U-P-P-O-R-T-A-D-I-S-A-B-L-E-D-Vet.com. Supportdisabledvet.com. Homeless disabled vet needs his service dog back. Oh, that's right. Tom became homeless after living in the same house since 2013, about seven years. As a result, he was forced to leave behind his precious service dog. Tom is a 60-year-old fourth-generation military man. Tom was in the U.S. Navy for eight years. His father was in the U.S. Air Force for 26 years. And his great-grandfather was in the U.S. Navy for 20 years. Amazing. Great service by this hero. Once the virus breaks... 
Tom is one to do almost anything to get back on his feet. He's been extremely successful in the past and knows he can do it again. Chloe is Tom's black lab service dog. He got her when she was 13 years, 13 weeks old, and she is about 4.5 years old at this time. He needs her as much as she needs him and will do whatever he can to get her back. Tom will be using the donations to housing, medical, food, clothing, and other life necessities. Thank you in advance for supporting this campaign. Check it out today, and let's help Tom get back on his feet. Check out supportdisabledvet.com. Supportadisabledvet.com. It is an amazing new marketing partner here at Transmedia Worldwide. Supportadisabledvet.com. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. That's fine. It's going to take me a couple seconds here. We are back live here on iHeartRadio and also AMFM 247.com. Welcome back to the world famous Chicky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. We are live, coast to coast, border to border, all over iHeartRadio. Also, AMFM 247.com. Tune in, iTunes. Find us on Spotify as well. We are live as live can get each and every day at TalkShoe.com. J I G G Y J G U E R.com. We've got more coming up on the other side. But before we get into our next guest, here on our big program. We want to tell you about our website, JiggyJaguar.com. Go over there right now. We have got some great jazz interviews with the great Ron Jackson as well as uh, Joseph Vincelli. And uh, we have got a great new marketing partner we want to tell you about today here at Transmedia Worldwide. AJMS. F-I-N-C dot com. Go over there today. Check that out today. There's a brand new non-profit jazz music organization. And they're going to launch a crowdfunding campaign in April on Indiegogo. They've launched this. It is fantastic. They are looking to attract prospective folks in the music genre. In this case, jazz. And they would like folks to help them out with their great project. You can go over to their website. A-J-M-S-F-I-N-C dot com. When you see the tab, click on crowdfunding campaign and give them some of your hard-earned money. They need your money to get things going. So check them out and help them out today here on Transmedia Worldwide. We've got more coming up, more great jazz music on the way. Lockdown that have really cool backgrounds, so I'm glad that we've got you there. And then Mr. Barry... Mr. Merrick looks like he's hanging outside somebody's house. Apparently, somebody hanging outside my house. Oh, okay. I thought maybe someone owed you money, so you were going to go get it I after know. the interview. It's my, okay. it's my, pal- <laughs> my palatial estate. <laughs> well, uh, I want to start first with Outlaw. Um, one of the things that oh, look at that! Oh, cool. Holy smokes! You got a heck of a setup there, sir. Good God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy smokes. Oh, I love it. I love that the is, battle mace there. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, there ain't nobody breaking into his house. <laughs> that ain't that going on. Dude, I'd be scared to knock on his door and he would have invited me. With well, that too. <laughs> so, hey, uh, hey, I'm outside. Why don't you knock? I'm kind of scared to, dude. <laughs> Well, one of the things that I always, one of the things I always try to start with when we do these these interviews is, I always like to talk about how you guys, how 
individuals and how you guys got into the business. And one of the things about you outlaw that I like is that you learned how to work a crowd. You learned how to do a lot of old school moves. Um, talk to me a little bit about your training because you have, uh, you know, I know that everybody and their brother loves to talk smack on the mangler. One of the guys that broke you into the business. But one of the things that I never hear, which I told him this a couple weeks ago when I was talking to him, I said, you know, everybody always makes comments about how I was telling this to Lance. I said, you know, people say you're a prick. See, people say you're an a-hole, which you, you have admitted that it's all true. But nobody ever talks crap on the guy's training because he's trained a hell of a lot of great guys, including yourself. Tell me about uh, just the training part of it. Well, um, you're you're absolutely right, Jiggy. Yeah. The, the fact is that Lance's training, um, from what I've seen in the Midwest, it's top-notch. Yeah. Nobody... Nobody in the area comes close to doing what he can do in a training environment. Yeah. And uh, for one thing, one of the things I'm always harping on these self-proclaimed professional wrestlers who don't have legitimate training is that you need to look the part. Yes. And when I was training with Lance, every day before we did anything in the ring, we were running, we were doing 100 squats minimum. Yep. We were doing push-ups until we couldn't hold ourselves up anymore. Yes. We were doing rolls. We were doing bumps in the grass. We were doing all kinds of hardcore shit uh, before we were even allowed to get in the ring and start doing any drills. Yeah. And that was every single time we trained. I mean, it was honestly, you know, learning actual wrestling moves – it was like months, yeah. months of cardio and conditioning before we even learned how to do a headlock takeover. Yeah. You know, and so it made me respect the process that much more. And so then when I started seeing some of these other um, self-proclaimed trainers trying to open up their own schools and try to charge people ridiculous amounts of money for training that they're not qualified to give, I'm like, what what is this? This is not this is not going to do it for me. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, you're no you're but you're I'll completely give correct you a back on back. that, brother. I was I was in the army for eight years. Went through basic training. Thought that was tough. Yeah. Then uh, after I decided to start turning my life around with fitness, I I did insanity for a couple of rounds. I thought that was tough. Then I went to Lance's school. And that was the toughest thing I've done yeah. cardio and conditioning wise, yeah. you know? Well, the one thing that I like about you that, uh, as, as I've told you this on many occasions when I, when I see you is that you're still incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out unit two creations. That's unit, the number two creations.com. 
They have a fantastic brand new indie publisher, and they are U2C, or Unit 2 Creations. They're a publisher, an audio-video production company, that's creating its own marketplace. Their mission is simple, empower entrepreneurial creative minds of literary and film by providing those with a criminal past and the right programs and tools needed to become successful. Unit 2's main focus are those creative minds that have a criminal past, but they are open to all creative thinkers. The crowdfunding campaign was launched on April 15th. Go to GoFundMe.com. Search U, the number 2, C, providing a second chance. Go to G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. Search the letter U, the number 2, the letter C, providing a second chance. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide, Brett the Hitman Hart tags up with Angelina Love to battle the evil Felisa Rose and Ari Lehman in the new horror film, Demented. The film is 90% completed. Rewards include killed on-screen cameo, DVDs, Blu-rays, digital downloads, autograph collectibles, screen and internet movie database credits. The list goes on. And on. You can check out the trailer at kickstarter.com. Search Demented. That's kickstarter.com. Search D E M E N T E D. Check it out today and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out a great new Indiegogo campaign. You'll need to go over to igg.me slash at slash misa. That's Misa. Meet Misa, the next generation social robot. Early bird offer of $349, 50% off. You can pre-order at Indiegogo.com. Misa is the next generation social family robot. Home automation, security, communication, entertainment, and assistance for the entire family. Help them out today. They need your money. Go over and meet Misa. Early bird offer is $349 right now, 50% off. Pre-order on Indiegogo and check it out today here at Transmedia Worldwide. An incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out supportdisabledvet.com. That's right, supportdisabledvet.com. S-U-P-P-O-R-T-A-D-I-S-A-B-L-E-D-Vet.com. Support disabledvet.com. Homeless disabled vet needs his service dog back. Oh, that's right. Tom became homeless after living in the same house since 2013, about seven years. As a result, he was forced to leave behind his precious service dog. Tom is a 60-year-old fourth-generation military man. Tom was in the U.S. Navy for eight years. His father was in the U.S. Air Force for 26 years. And his great-grandfather was in the U.S. Navy for 20 years. Amazing. Great service by this hero. Once the virus breaks... Tom is willing to do almost anything to get back on his feet. He's been extremely successful in the past and knows he can do it again. Chloe is Tom's black lab service dog. He got her when she was 13 years, 13 weeks old, and she is about 4.5 years old at this time. He needs her as much as she needs him and will do whatever he can to get her back. Tom will be using the donations to housing, medical, food, clothing, and other life necessities. Thank you in advance for supporting this campaign. Check it out today, and let's help Tom get back on his feet. Check out supportdisabledvet.com. Supportadisabledvet.com. It is an amazing new marketing partner here at Transmedia Worldwide. Supportadisabledvet.com. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide.
Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live coast to coast, border to border on Spotify. AMFM247.com, J-I-G-G-Y-G-U-A-R.com. Twitch, Periscope, Facebook Live, we got it all today. 50-plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. We have got a brand new segment coming up here in just a few moments. But before we do that, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. Right now, check it out today. It is Coronavirus Cure is in development. Uh, that's right. Coronavirus Cure from a U.S. citizen is in develop. Go over to YouTube.com. We need you to go over and check out this amazing, amazing new thing. A coronavirus cure is in development by a citizen on Fiverr who has spent $5. Uh, that's right. Uh, I don't know what else more to say. But uh, Coronavirus Cure official video is available online. And you can tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Doing old school moves. You're not doing the latest flips and all the craziness. You, you'll do something like a sidewalk slam, and it'll get the biggest reaction the entire night. I think that's really cool. People aren't seeing that stuff anymore. So when they see something they haven't seen in a while, it could be as simple as a sleeper hold. But while everybody else is is uh, trying to coordinate how many times they're going to jump out of the ring or how many times they're going to do some high spot, I'm over here going, well, I'm going to bust out a small and drop because no one's done it tonight. Yeah. Well, why not? It's safe. I know that I'm going to protect the guy I'm working, but at the same time, I know it's going to look good. I know the crowd's going to pop. Well, that's the next thing. I'm, what I love about when I watch you, Outlaw, is when you do stuff, you're not super fancy, but everything you do looks good, and it creates an impact of some sort. Yeah. I mean, even if you're not killing them, it looks like that oh, you know, side yeah. slam freaking just broke their back in half, or that body slam you know, made them poop out a kidney or something. <laughs> everything you do looks good. It's good. It looks impactful. That's well, what I love about watching you. That's something else I have to give Lance credit for, is that one of the reasons why it took me so long to learn everything is because I couldn't move on until what he taught me was crisp. Yeah. And I I got so sick of hearing the word crisp come out of his mouth. But <laughs> every move he taught us had to be crisp before we could move on because that way it became instinct. Yes. That way I could get a match and without overthinking and shooting myself in the foot, I could go out there, I could put on a five-minute match, a 30-minute match, a 60-minute match, and everything I did would be crisp. That's awesome. We have got uh, Outlaw with us today. We've also got Mr. Merrick McMichaels. And uh, so, so talk to us, Merrick, about how you got into doing wrestling, how you got into the, the, this crazy thing we're all obsessed with. <laughs> well... <laughs> You know, I've always I've always been a fan of wrestling. Uh, I, th- I mean, I think we all have since we were kids. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, since uh, you know, since oh, probably I was in junior high. Uh, I've been in the I, I guess you would say entertainment uh, industry in some fashion or another. Not many yeah. people know this about me, but I actually started off in the entertainment industry uh, as a professional magician. 
um, did that all the way up. Did that all the way up through college. Uh, I mean, I'd say I was pretty good at it, but uh, I know there are a lot more people that are a lot better than oh, me. Yeah. Um, but got a world world class uh, college education through Full Sail University out of Orlando. Um, and, uh, for creative writing and really just started to think about what I wanted to do with that, uh, how I wanted to apply my creative writing education. Um, and, uh, I f- fell in love with pro wrestling. Yeah. Um, got started out, uh, in the independence, um, as a manager with, oh, dare we say his name, <laughs> Um, hey, we're saying a bunch of names tonight of people that. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we'll name drop the guy, Flex Reed, over at World Wrestling Express. Um, yes. Oh, jeez. And then, uh, you know, Flex. There's well, worse people, okay? There are worse there people. Are. And, and, and we'll probably with, get to them. <laughs> working with Flex taught me a lot about how I needed to work the crowd to get the heat I needed to get because we all knew Flex wasn't trying to get any heat, yet somehow I had to get him over as a heel every single night while he's out there slapping hands and kissing babies, yet he's still the I didn't understand it. But uh, that's that's where I met Dan Adams. That's where yeah. I met you, yeah. uh, John. That's um, And uh, Dan really kind of took me under his wing and um, – you know, started bouncing ideas off of me. I started giving him some of my ideas. And yeah, he always he, works good he, that way. Yeah, and he yeah. kind of—I think he kind of figured out something real quick with me. Like, hey, this kid's got this kid's got some good ideas, and you know, and so he just took me under his wing and asked me to help him start booking some of this stuff. And um, before I know it, knew it, I was booking everything with Dan. And then fast forward a little bit, working with XWE and Salina. Um, had a couple <laughs> old friends that <laughs> had a couple old friends that uh, were involved with XWE at the time. Created XWE. Yeah. Uh, it's owned by some different guys now. Uh, we all know who they are. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, and then stepped away from the business for a little bit. Came back, and now we're uh, off and running with Kansas Wrestling Revolution, and we're having the time of our lives. I mean, I think. Uh, KWR is definitely something different from yes. uh, a lot of what you see in Kansas wrestling. I'm not going to knock Kansas wrestling. I think there are some great Kansas wrestling federations out there. Um, but it, a lot of it is the, it's the same kind of thing of what you see. It's uh it's very PG. It's very fa- family friendly entertainment. Yes. And uh, so that market's already cornered, you know, um, so why would we try and do something that somebody else already has cornered? So when you come to a KWR show, when you watch KWR on uh, independent wrestling TV or on Facebook, it is it's edgier. Uh, I mean, our heavyweight champion. Well, the way Joey you guys, Ryan, the way you guys, dick, so. the way you guys produce a television show, I think is great. Uh, I, I've told I'm you guys. Your commentator. Yeah. Oh, Pat, Pat Strothman. He that is was, good. Uh, that he was is great, real good. That was a great pickup for us. Pat Strothman is uh, he's the voice of the Kansas Wesleyan Coyotes. 
um, local radio guy here in Salina for yep. Rocking In Media. Yep. He he is great. He is great. Um, and you know, and then we got Eddie Smedley in the mix with him. Eddie and I go way back. We've been friends since kindergarten. Uh, Eddie went to journalism school for a little while. Eddie's just a natural talker. And you put the two of them together, it's just it's they're great. They they're really great together. Couldn't couldn't ask for a better uh, commentary team. I I mean, unless I could somehow wrangle. J.M. Steele onto that team. <laughs> I'd be good for some colorful remarks here and there. <laughs> so, uh, so Outlaw, talk to me about some of the different places you've wrestled, because you, you have wrestled a lot of different places over your time. There was a while there that I was uh, I was taking every opportunity I could, and, and it's something I definitely recommend anybody who's just getting their feet wet in the business do. Take every opportunity even if it doesn't pay you anything, even if it's costing you more to go, you should do it. And that's what I was yeah. doing. So I, you know, I spent a lot of time with um, Imperial Wrestling Revolution, which yeah. turned into World Class Revolution. And um, I, I wrestled for some other random indie promotions yeah. through Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Iowa, and, uh, you know, I, I had every intention to just hit all 50 states and, uh, you know, just got to the point where um, my shoot life started demanding more of my time. And so yeah. rather than trying to seek a career in it, I, I enjoy beating the hell out of people for fun now. <laughs> and, you know, so in my spare time, I like to go to Kansas Wrestling Revolution because it's a good group of guys. And the one thing that, that I, I will say about Mr. Merrick McMichaels here, uh, he, he made the comment about, you know, the other Kansas wrestling organizations. And the one thing that separates KWR from everything else that I've experienced in the Kansas wrestling scene is the storytelling. Yes. There is, you know, there's, there's substance to the matches. There's, there's a reason why things are happening as opposed to the other companies where it's just, Oh, these guys are fighting tonight, but why? What's the motivation? Oh yeah. What, what yeah. He, Rand, you know, random no, in, random indie show B. <laughs> Every, yeah. You just throw so, people together. So, it's like, yeah. who's, so who's, who's here tonight? Who do we got? Yeah. Yeah, you, you and so, you. So when he's saying, you know, that we're having the time of our lives, I sure as hell am too. I mean, I show up and I know that there's a perfectly good reason for why I'm there that night and what I'm about to do, and I'm 100% behind it all the way. I think that's awesome. So, uh, so Merrick, uh, you have... <laughs> You have created quite yeah. the firestorm for yourself. No. Oh, no. Uh, like me at an all buffet. No, <laughs> never. Uh, Here we go. Do you get some? In, do you get interesting feedback from some of the things you say on Facebook and some of the stuff you say in, in our interviews, <laughs> or, or, or or do people just? Because it, 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 it used find, to be find interesting. well, it used to be when <laughs> when I would say things, people would, you know, they would reach out to me and like, 
you know, go nuts. And now it's, well, I know they know about it, but they just don't want to tell me. <laughs> you know, for for quite a while it was, they would reach out to me and say, hey, man, I don't think you should say things like that. And, you know, I would say, well, you know, nobody's going to filter me. I'm going to say <laughs> what I want to say, whether you like what I've got to say. You know, that's that's entirely on you. You know, I've yeah. I've always been one to be brutally honest with people, whether they like it or not. Um, I just I cannot I just can't fathom being any other way. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's to a fault. Um, sometimes I'm doing it because, well, it amuses me. Um, I, I'm going to I'm going to live my life and I'm going to have fun. And if I guess if that's at somebody's expense who can't take a joke or can't handle the truth incredible new marketing partner with us today at transmedia worldwide check out unit two creations that's unit the number two creations.com they have a fantastic brand new indie publisher and they are u2c or unit two creations they're a publisher and audio video production company that's creating its own marketplace. Their mission is simple, empower entrepreneurial creative minds of literary and film by providing those with a criminal past and the right programs and tools needed to become successful. Unit 2's main focus are those creative minds that have a criminal past, but they are open to all creative thinkers. The crowdfunding campaign was launched on April 15th. Go to GoFundMe.com. Search U. The number two, C, providing a second chance. Go to G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. Search the letter U, the number two, the letter C, providing a second chance. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Brett the Hitman Hart tags up with Angelina Love to battle the evil Felisa Rose and Ari Lehman in the new horror film, Demented. The film is 90% completed. Rewards include killed on-screen cameo, DVDs, Blu-rays, digital downloads, autograph collectibles, screen and internet movie database credits. The list goes on and on. You can check out the trailer at kickstarter.com search demented. That's kickstarter.com search D-E-M-E-N-T-E-D check it out today and tell them you heard about it here Transmedia Worldwide. Incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out a great new Indiegogo campaign. You'll need to go over to igg.me slash at slash m-i-s-a. Uh, that's Misa. Meet Misa, the next generation social robot. Early bird offer of $349, 50% off. You can pre-order at Indiegogo.com. Misa is the next generation social family robot. Home automation, security, communication, entertainment, and assistance for the entire family. Help them out today. They need your money. Go over and meet Misa. Early bird offer is $349 right now, 50% off. Pre-order on Indiegogo and check it out today here at Transmedia Worldwide. An incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out supportdisabledvet.com. Uh, that's right, supportdisabledvet.com. S-U-P-P-O-R-T-A-D-I-S-A-B-L-E-D-Vet.com. 
Woo! Support DisabledVet.com. Homeless Disabled Vet needs his service dog back. Uh, that's right. Tom became homeless after living in the same house since 2013, about seven years. As a result, he was forced to leave behind his precious service dog. Tom is a 60-year-old fourth-generation military man. Tom was in the U.S. Navy for eight years. His father was in the U.S. Air Force for 26 years. And his great-grandfather was in the U.S. Navy for 20 years. Amazing. Great service by this hero. Once the virus breaks... Tom is willing to do almost anything to get back on his feet. He's been extremely successful in the past and knows he can do it again. Chloe is Tom's black lab service dog. He got her when she was 13 years, 13 weeks old, and she is about 4.5 years old at this time. He needs her as much as she needs him and will do whatever he can to get her back. Tom will be using the donations to housing, medical, food, clothing, and other life necessities. Thank you in advance for supporting this campaign. Check it out today, and let's help Tom get back on his feet. Check out supportdisabledvet.com. Supportadisabledvet.com. It is an amazing new marketing partner here at Transmedia Worldwide. Supportadisabledvet.com. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Welcome back. Talk America Live each and every Saturday. Sunday radio broadcast with the Twitch live stream each and every Sunday in the mix on Tuesdays if you miss us live. Also, Monday through Friday on Spotify, TalkShoe, 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world, iHeartRadio as well. Find us online at J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com. We have got a fabulous brand-new marketing program we want to tell you about right now here on our world-famous Cheeky Checkwire Radio broadcast, Indiegogo.com. Gluco Quantum, your partner in diabetes management. Uh, that's right. This comes from I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Team Quantum with you today. The most comprehensive, non-invasive blood glucose and metabolic health monitor in the market today. And these folks are absolutely phenomenal. And they've got it for you here. Let's talk a little bit about this. Gluco Quantum is an award-winning, innovative, portable, personal, affordable, non-invasive, wireless, self-measuring blood glucose monitor for home use. Their revolutionary technology is winning awards across the board, and they want you to go over and help them fund this project at indiegogo.com. Search Gluco Quantum, your partner in diabetes management, and tell them you heard about it here transmedia worldwide go over and help them out today give them some of your hard-earned money today in the most brutal of ways well that's their problem it's not mine i find it hilarious maybe you shouldn't mess up all the time and do stupid stuff so that i can capitalize on it on with a nice meme on facebook you know who you are you know yes. who you are hey i, I tried to lay off you're sorry Derek. Hey. <laughs> hey. oh you weren't talking about me this time i came that's cool now if you want to know a heat-seeking magnet mr merrick mcmichaels is there I sit there, and I was his bodyguard for him and his sister at a show in Salina, Kansas once. And they really needed somebody to be security for them. Yeah. It was like, they didn't understand. I mean, he did, but she didn't. She kept, like, starting to go over. Finally, I grabbed 
poor Kelsey to the arm, awesome. pulled up next to me, I go, do not leave my side. And she's like, what? And there was some dude I had stopped from trying to jump on her. And, you know, at least Merrick was smart enough to kind of turn around and watch his back here and there when I wasn't around it. Because he was the one that told me, he goes, make sure you stay with her, okay? <laughs> that it's car. Bad, God, it was hilarious. There's this big, giant redneck. I mean, I mean, he's bigger than Outlaw, but he's not in more intimidating than Outlaw. It's like, this guy started getting, I told him to sit down in his chair that he paid for and shut the hell up, and he did. Now, if I tried to do that to Outlaw, I would have been sitting in the chair, and I would have shut the hell up, you know? Big difference there. Yeah, it's well, crazy, man. Like, this, it's just see Jim here and there, and... What I'm maxing out on is what he's starting out his warm-up set with. So, yeah, I'm not going to take the guy off, you know? Well, that, that brings up an interesting uh, deal that I wanted to get to. Uh, I'll start with Outlaw on this. What, what, what are some of the f- most insane fan reactions and things that you get? Because I know, like, with Derek, he's getting his car, his car keyed and <laughs> things like that. Did, do people screw with you at all, or do, do they just go, no, nah, he looks like a goddamn Viking? <laughs> yeah, well, most of the time, people will run their mouths until I'm within arm's reach, and then they don't have anything to say. The the I think the craziest fan reaction I've gotten was uh, – I can't remember the the show, but it was in Salina, and I was in the ring with the 1% after defeating uh, uh, some old guy who couldn't wrestle. And, uh, <laughs> and people started throwing trash in the ring, and I was like, oh, wow. Like, I, I felt <laughs> like I'd accomplished something, you know? I, I was proud of that. <laughs> I wasn't even mad about it. I was like, keep it coming. Just don't hit me with it. <laughs> so, I know, <laughs> I know you've got some, you've got some stories, Derek. You, you've had some problems. <laughs> yeah. I, I had my car keyed in uh, Hoisington, Kansas. Hoisington. Here. Hoisington. They love Oh, yeah. Those wrestling. people are crazy. Hoisington is bizarro land. You know, kayfabe is dead everywhere else but Hoisington, Hoisington Kansas. Hoisington, Kansas. Those fans. We had, uh, the last show we did, we had some guys travel from uh, Seattle, Washington. Yes. And uh, some great guys. Uh, Black Sheep. Uh, oh, yeah. Just, that, that, dude, that dude looks like he got made in a factory. <laughs> he is just chiseled, man, and his Dude, gimmick awesome. is great. And then we had uh, Cool Dad uh, Chris Ross. Oh, was, yes. Was, that guy was awesome. Uh, Chase, Chase James. Those guys came, and I told them, I was like, listen, guys, like, kayfabe's dead everywhere, but here, these people believe it. And they go, what do you mean? And I was like, it's, it's crazy. They believe wrestling's yeah. real. Oh, yeah. And they, they, didn't, they, they didn't think anything of it. And then the, at the end of the night, I was talking to them. They go, this place is insane. Oh yeah, like, we don't. This is this doesn't happen anywhere. So, I mean, the last Hoisington show, some kid came and spit me spit in my face. I mean, that's, right, that's, that's probably how you got the COVID. <laughs> yeah, it was right before right before the pandemic too. I was like, it probably gave me COVID, but I'm uh, I'm happy to say I am symptom free. So, <laughs> but no, I mean, I've had my car keyed. I've had. 
people threatened to uh, follow me home. Um, it got so bad in Larned, Kansas. I started parking my car like three blocks away because I didn't want people to wow. know what my car looked like. Uh, because I didn't want my tires slashed or my car keyed. I didn't want stuff. Yeah. I didn't want my stuff messed with anymore. Um, but yeah, man, it's wrestling fans are crazy, man. I will have to say, at one point, uh, a couple years ago, when we started uh, filming some stuff that Dan was doing in Hoisington, uh, Brittany got to ex- got got to experience the Hoisington crowd, and she at one point tells me she's like, "We need." to put a camera on two or three of these people in this crowd and just film them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because they have some characters there. Oh, yeah. When we were in our BBOW heyday, <laughs> we popped the big angle like that. We beat up all the local guys like Dan and Lenny and stuff, and me, Jammer, Carl, and um, uh, Devin Scott. We all got together as the... Um, dynasty then yeah so we were sitting there getting ready to walk back to the back everybody started closing in on us because we had this crowd so mad and i'm trying to remember who the um veteran was that was there but anyway they started to come out and i mean one guy got near me and i just pie faced him hard as i could and started to do it and that jammer one guy started to come up on jammer and he's like boo like that and the guy falls down on his ass i mean it just parts <laughs> and i mean they're probably lucky it was me and jammer going first because of carl's crazy ass that got out there that could have been really bad, but anyway, we get to the back, and this veteran's like, he's like, holy shit, that's awesome. Like, damn, we're all, like, beaming because we had this, we had a, I think it was Dusty Wolf, he told us, because he loved the fact we almost started a freaking riot there. It's like, they hated us for real at first. I mean, we were lucky we never had anything happen to our car, but it was just right. like, I mean, it was, in the BBOW heydays, man, there was a bunch of them that just wanted to kill us. It's like... I had one dude. I wanted to kill him, actually. So I'm doing an entrance to the ring and pretending like I'm going to do a Triple H thing, you know, with the water. So anyway, I get right in front of him on the floor, take some water and look like I'm going to do the Triple H thing, and then I pretend like I choke on it and just spit it all in his face. And the whole crowd is just going insanely laughing at this dude. That's what I wanted, and I was just like, I was like, come on, motherfucker, get up, get up. And the other guy's like, John, John, calm down. Come on, Jay. Get back here. It's like only time I ever got that way. It's like when you have Carl trying to calm me down, you know something's screwed up. Uh, yes. <laughs> my my favorite thing to do now is to come out chewing gum and uh I'll do a lap around the ring and by the time I get back to the other side I've usually figured out who it is I want to spit it on and I'll just see how far I can launch my gum out of my mouth and see if I can hit him. One time in Salina there was this crazy lady she just i don't know if she was mentally challenged or what i don't know but uh she was about four rows back uh at the uh, tony's pizza event center and i launched my gum and it hit her right between the eyes bounced off her forehead and went right down into her popcorn that was the he best. had a foul mouth old lady of the show. It turned out it was the referee's mother, and I mean, she was just a piece of crap. But <laughs> anyway, she just like oh, just going off, talking as foul as she could. Finally, I tapped Carl on the shoulder. I was like, "Dude, watch this." And he's like, "What? Well, I go, just watch this." Anyway, she starts yelling again. I 
you know, go over to the ropes and look, and I go, Mom, will you quit it? You're embarrassing me. All of a sudden, the whole crowd's like, that's your son? Like, that. Later on that match, she's sitting there yelling at Carl this time. Well, anyway, we were doing a ref bump with her son, and she's like, you better not do that again. That's my boy. And Carl goes, this is your kid? She's like, yeah. So we both start stomping on him, okay? And we are like, are you sure this is your kid? She says it again. So we stomp on him some more. And he's like face down in the mat, turning beet red, crying because he's laughing so hard at what we're doing. Finally, the third time we asked, we go, are you sure this is your kid? She goes, no, he's not. Like that. I mean, it took five minutes for the ref to get himself composed so he could go back to doing stuff. But it's just like, we would do wild shit like that trying to get people incited. And it's like, when Mr. Merrick McMichaels gets out there, holy crud. He's kind of like, he's like, I mean, we talked a lot and everything. And it's like, what show was it that we both showed up there and they're like, hey, can you guys book the show? We've got to worry about something else. Was that in Larned or was that in Russell? Uh, no, that was Larned. Sabu was on. That was Larned. It was the one Sabu was on and he showed up all filled up. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, so, yeah. We look at this damn tag match that night. And Eric, and he goes, he goes, he goes. Can you guys just book the rest of the show? He goes, I've got this match here. He goes, nice day, and we're just like, okay, like that. We go, give us the car. We went around, and told everybody they actually did it, and it actually went really, really smooth, really, really good. It's like, but it was kind of funny how Dan just looked at both of us, and he's like, hey, can you just book the rest of the show? I'm like, okay. Sure. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's 20 minutes before belt. I mean, yeah, sure, we'll do that. So, uh, like, yeah, go, go ahead. Sabu was, Sabu was there that night, and uh, we didn't know what to do with him. See, he was he was pissed because we had decided we were going to turn him heel in front of the crowd, and he goes, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And all we had to do was have him hug me. He hugged me, and he didn't sell any merchandise that night. <laughs> and he was pissed. <laughs> That's fantastic. We have got uh, two great guests with us tonight. Uh, Merrick McMichaels, the outlaw. They're from Kansas Wrestling Revolution. Uh, find Kansas Wrestling Revolution on Facebook. Uh, outlaw, talk to me about your look over the years. Some of the... Because I, I remember when I first started seeing you wrestle, and now you, you've got a little bit of a different look than you used to. You're still, you know, the outlaw. But talk to me about how your look has kind of changed, and you've added a, a, a valet now and, and all these different things. Well, you know, when I was still training at Lance's school, one of the things that he always said was, uh, your character should be an extension of yourself an exaggerated extension of yourself. And at the time, I was the president of a motorcycle club, so I was always showing up to training on my Harley, wearing my cut. You know, I had my gym bag strapped to the fender. And so it just became that. I was an outlaw biker, and so I was the outlaw. And for a while there, I was going out to the ring wearing a vest and and uh doing that whole thing and and uh, over the years it's just it's like uh like i've evolved with with the times if you will you know and one of the things that i always loved about 
eighties and nineties wrestling was that you had these larger than life characters. Yep. You know, yep. and that's something you don't see too much of right now. You see a lot of guys just ordering some trunks online and ordering some boots and going out there and and you're not being memorable. And so, you know, with my uh, with my spiritual status as an Odinist, I started incorporating that into my character. And, you know, uh, an outlaw in the Viking age was usually somebody who killed someone else without reason. Yeah. You know, as long as you had a good reason and you killed somebody, then all was forgiven and you could go about your day. But if you killed someone and uh, they deemed it unjust or dishonorable, then you were an outlaw and you were cast out and you were, you were sent to exile. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I'm at now is that I, I don't care about pleasing anybody but myself. I do for me what benefits me, no matter who I hurt in the process. And the only, the only thing that I feel incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out Unit 2 Creations. That's unit, the number two, creations.com. They have a fantastic brand new indie publisher, and they are U2C or Unit 2 Creations. They're a publisher, an audio-video production company that's creating its own marketplace. Their mission is simple. Empower entrepreneurial creative minds of literary and film by providing those with a criminal past and the right programs and tools needed to become successful. Unit 2's main focus are those creative minds that have a criminal past, but they are open to all creative thinkers. The crowdfunding campaign was launched on April 15th. Go to GoFundMe.com. Search U. The number two, C, providing a second chance. Go to G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. Search the letter U, the number two, the letter C, providing a second chance. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide, Brett the Hitman Hart tags up with Angelina Love to battle the evil Felisa Rose and Ari Lehman in the new horror film, Demented. The film is 90% completed. Rewards include killed on-screen cameo, DVDs, Blu-rays, digital downloads, autograph collectibles, screen and internet movie database credits. The list goes on and on. You can check out the trailer at kickstarter.com search demented. That's kickstarter.com search D-E-M-E-N-T-E-D check it out today and tell them you heard about it here Transmedia Worldwide. Incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out a great new Indiegogo campaign. You'll need to go over to igg.me slash at slash misa. That's Misa. Meet Misa, the next generation social robot. Early bird offer of $349, 50% off. You can pre-order at Indiegogo.com. Misa is the next generation social family robot. Home automation, security, communication, entertainment, and assistance for the entire family. Help them out today. They need your money. Go over and meet Misa. Early bird offer is $349 right now, 50% off. Pre-order on Indiegogo and check it out today here at Transmedia Worldwide. 
an incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out supportdisabledvet.com. Uh, that's right, supportdisabledvet.com. S-U-P-P-O-R-T-A-D-I-S-A-B-L-E-D-Vet.com. Support disabledvet.com. Homeless disabled vet needs his service dog back. Oh, that's right. Tom became homeless after living in the same house since 2013, about seven years. As a result, he was forced to leave behind his precious service dog. Tom is a 60-year-old fourth-generation military man. Tom was in the U.S. Navy for eight years. His father was in the U.S. Air Force for 26 years. And his great-grandfather was in the U.S. Navy for 20 years. Amazing. Great service by this hero. Once the virus breaks... Tom is willing to do almost anything to get back on his feet. He's been extremely successful in the past and knows he can do it again. Chloe is Tom's black lab service dog. He got her when she was 13 years, 13 weeks old, and she is about 4.5 years old at this time. He needs her as much as she needs him and will do whatever he can to get her back. Tom will be using the donations to housing, medical, food, clothing, and other life necessities. Thank you in advance for supporting this campaign. Check it out today, and let's help Tom get back on his feet. Check out supportdisabledvet.com. Supportadisabledvet.com. It is an amazing new marketing partner here at Transmedia Worldwide. Supportadisabledvet.com. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live coast to coast on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, AMFM247.com. You can also find us on TalkShoe each and every day. J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com. We have got a fantastic segment coming up here in just a few moments. Before we do that here on our big program, we want to get to our next new marketing partner here at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out kickstarter.com. That's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search Temp Always. Now on Kickstarter, it's the world's first self-powering infrared thermometer called Temp Always. Temp Always works always. You can pledge on Kickstarter to help them bring Temp Always to the public. Go over and get on right now at kickstarter.com. That's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-D-E-R.com. Search Temp Always. That's T-E-M-P-A-L-W-A-Y-S. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Our next segment coming up right now here on our big program. Here are the gods. That's it cool. is what it is. That's cool. So, what motivated uh, you to get the ballet, or did the ballet motivate you to be a ballet, or what? <laughs> how did how did you add the manager to your uh, to your mix there? Well, it was uh, it was just really smart on my part as a heel, and especially as a champion, because I've got someone in my corner to have my back when yeah. the rest of the 1% doesn't. That's awesome. And so it works out. It works out for me. And, you know, a lot of times people look at Trixie and they go, oh, you know, she's she's just a pretty face. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> that, that woman gets in the – she's in the gym with me matching most of the stuff that I'm 
most of my working weight that I'm doing reps on, she's doing the same thing. She's doing the same exercises I'm doing. She's keeping her eye up with me. And I've seen her knock grown men out in our shoe lives. And so I don't have a doubt about what she's capable of. And so what better person to have in my corner than somebody who is a looker who can throw down? She's an absolute hoss. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, Trixie is, it was an absolute no-brainer to have her uh, involved with the 1%. I mean, she's a looker, um, but she's also, I mean, she's just, just a physical athlete. She's a, she's a hoss. When she decides to uh, step in the ring as a competitor and a performer, an in-ring performer, she's going to light uh, the Kansas wrestling world on fire in terms of the women's division because I mean she's one hell of an athlete um, so and that's I suspect that day is, is going to come very very soon so uh, I think I'd go, I'd go as far as to say that uh, she's definitely more athletic than some of the uh, women's division I've seen in the Midwest that's that's an understatement. So with Try more, say she's more I mean, like than some of the men. That's that's that that that's 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 definitely. <laughs> so uh, okay, Outlaw has changed his his look over the years, but the Merrick McMichael's look has never really changed. But you've He's you've, got the beard. you've never needed he didn't to. Didn't have that to begin with. Talk, talk he doesn't have the baby face look anymore. Well, that too. That he, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have the baby face. But I mean, the only thing he does that really makes him a true heel is he drinks White Claw. I mean, jeez. Hey, uh, you have to hate any male that does that. Don't don't knock White Claw, official sponsor of the uh, the one percent. Uh, I am sponsorship out of it's no problem. But you know, <laughs> that's kind of like going to the bar and going, "Hey guys, you got any Zima on tap?" <laughs> Hey, Zima was fire. You dropped a couple Jolly Ranchers in that. Zima was fire, man. So, it took you like 37 of them to get a buzz started at all. You know? Zima, 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 if you're making a comeback and you want to sponsor us, get at me. So, okay, on on with Outlaw, his look has changed over the years. Now, the Merritt McMichaels look hasn't changed much. Is that done by design? Well, I mean... Little subtle changes here and there. I think the 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 character of Merrick McMichaels has evolved. When the character first was developed, you know, it was uh, it was kind of a spoiled rich kid, um, kind of a self-made Wall Street tycoon. Um, I was inspired by uh, Gordon Gecko. Um, yeah. You know, greed is good. As you know, I, I took a step away from wrestling and kind of came back, and we developed KWR. I thought. He needed to be the character needed to be more edgy, you know. Um, you know, in my personal life, obviously, I grew out the beard a little bit, uh, yeah. a, little, a little more rugged. Um, I'm starting to gray now, so I can't be the spoiled rich kid. Um, so Merrick McMichaels has kind of become this <laughs> kind of mafia cut type of mafioso character. Um, this kind of mafia boss and. You know, the 1% is an organized crime family. I mean, we do whatever we want, whenever the hell we want to. Um, I wouldn't say we're the NWO. We get we get 
compared to the NWO a lot, but I think that any large faction always gets compared to the NWO. Um, what I like about the 1%, when you look at us, it's very different characters. Yes. They're, they're very different. None of us are alike in any kind of type of way. I mean, you've got the outlaw who's just this large Viking that just beats the piss out of people. Yes. You've got Trixie on his arm who's ready to just beat the piss out of somebody that comes near her. Um, and then you've got, you know, the monster Havoc, who's just this mindless monster who jumps off the top rope like Kane and clotheslines people. Yeah. Um, Colt Kilbane, who, I mean, the guy, the guy is, the guy oozes personality. Uh, he, he's, he's oozing personality. He's, he's one hell of an up and coming talent. Um, I'm proud that we have him in KWR. I don't think he's going to be around uh for very long for us to be able to have him in the kwr um uh, but uh you know he's fantastic you've got prince mahali um who looks vastly different than any of us yeah uh, and then you've got king money whose gimmick has very much <laughs> oh yeah yeah his is and his has went in all sorts this, of different this, directions this gimmick that he's got now is just i mean he's like the white Short white Biggie Smalls. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> with the white fur awesome. coat. And, That's awesome. Um, Instead of King Low, he's King Low. Yeah. Now that dude, that dude. I mean, I will give him all the credit in the world for his size. That kid does some insane crap, and he takes some insane punishment in the ring. I have and never it. seen anybody take the kind of punishment he does, and then get back up and. There's like one time I forgot who did it, but he took like a super kick or something. You could see his eyes roll in the back of his head. He was on autopilot, but he still got back up. And he took some brutal stuff in that match. I was you just know, like, holy oh, crap. We did a show in uh, Nebraska. Uh, worst idea I ever had. Uh, we decided to do, <laughs> decided to do two shows on the sa- in the same night. Uh, we did a, a an earlier afternoon matinee and then after Madness. that we did a an all uh we did like a 18 and over show um, oh, was that the one was that the one that kenny zombie jones was the hero of <laughs> yes i hear that yes. constantly every show we have we have to whack kenny with a stick that that we, that was our we do <laughs> we did this event and uh it's the first in the first match or the first uh show uh Money dislocates his shoulder, <laughs> and he's got to wrestle in the second show. So he dislocates his shoulder, goes to the back, grabs the chainsaw king, and says, "Pop it back in." Chainsaw Jesus. king looks at him and goes, "Are you serious?" He goes, "Yeah." <laughs> chainsaw king grabs his arm, pops it back in. He goes, "All right," and he walks back out there and finishes the match, this tag match that he was in. Then later on in the night. He wrestles again with the dis, and he just dislocated his shoulder, and had it pop back into place. The guy is insane. Something. Uh, oh, yeah. he, he's he's my shit show friend. Everyone's got one, and if you don't have one, if you don't have one, you're it. I'm Jiggy's. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so outlaw. Um, watching some of the different uh, 
wrestlers not not just in Kansas but in the in the Midwest, I guess. Nebraska, Oklahoma, things like that. Um who do you think is is going to be kind of a breakout star coming up? Just from well, some of the different uh, places you've been and some of the different people you've seen. Uh just to kind of piggyback off of what Merrick said a minute ago, uh, Murder Man, that kid is really talented, very athletic, um, definitely has a lot of personality. I see him doing uh, all kinds of great things in this business. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I also, I really like Chainsaw King. That guy man i mean he he impresses you and creeps you out at the same time i mean that's pretty (laughs) pretty awesome awesome. (laughs) and uh you know i got to i got to work him one time in nebraska and that guy i'm i'm not even i'm not even shitting you that guy licked the whole side of my face while i was in the corner and i was so pissed On one hand, I'm like, oh, and on the other hand, I'm like, this guy had the balls to do that to me? Props. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So, uh, and and you can answer this however you would like, Merrick. (laughs) Okay. I'll just throw this out there. Take my gloves off. So, <laughs> but who who are who are some of the guys that you know if if you had your your choice that you could just bring in to KWR from some of the different places either in Kansas or, or wherever or is there do you pretty much have everybody you you need? Well, here's the thing that you know we talk about how KWR is so much different from everybody else. Yeah. Um, part of it's by design, part of it's out of necessity. Um, you know our roster is completely different from every other roster in Kansas. You see a lot of the same guys wrestling for all the different companies in Kansas because they've created this network where, you know, their guys can work, you know, uh, every weekend out of the month. And, you know, that's great, but it also kind of limits them in certain ways. Uh, I'm not going to get into that. That's a three hour conversation. (laughs) Um, So, you know, we, we bring in guys from, like I said, all over. We've got some guys here in Kansas. Liam Knox is a great Kansas talent that nobody utilizes, uh, trained by Lance Storm. Um, yeah. Outlaw was just sitting at home, and he's a, he was a wasted talent. The, the guy is phenomenal. Um, and nobody was using him. Uh, and I think that's partially his, you know, that was him too. He's, he didn't yeah. want to work for anybody that wasn't going to use him right. Yeah. Uh, well, so, yeah, absolutely. Well, he's trying so, to protect his gimmick. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've got and we've got Just all these smart. guys out of. We've got all these guys out of Oklahoma. Uh, KJ Everly, Thrash, uh, some great young kids that are really hungry. We've got some guys out of Texas. Christopher Hayden is a great guy, big guy. Uh, our tag team champions, the Buddy System. No tag team in Kansas like them. No one's ever seen a tag team quite like them in Kansas. They're hilarious, but they're great athletes. Um, you know, so we've, we just brought in Duke Cornell out of Nebraska. Nobody yep. was using him yep. in Kansas. Duke is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. 
Duke Did you ever Brian. look up his stuff that I told you to back when him yes. and Brian got were a tag team? Yes. Those guys yes. were, oh my God, I got to see them when they were first starting out. Then I seen them like two years later, and they had so much advanced. Then they advanced even more. Okay, and one guy I, I want to bring up to you guys, what do you think? I think the kid out of Oklahoma, Chandler Hopkins, I think he's going to be a big star quicker than later. I think he's going to be in one of the bigger promotions well, if he wants to be. If he wants let to me be. just say this about Chandler. Because uh, I worked with him for a while when I was in world class. Well, when I was with Imperial before they became right. world class. Yeah. And the guy's a tremendous athlete. He's a, a natural baby face. He can definitely win the hearts of any crowd he works in front of. But he he just he needs to be a little bit more humble. I think. I think that's the. Yeah. If, if he could just, if he could just, you know, be a little bit more humble, I think that he could accomplish so much more. I get great guys. Yeah. And 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 back. I want to I want to answer your question, Jiggy. You asked me if there's. Any guy from Kansas, I yeah. guess you're, that's where you're getting at. Yes. Kansas wrestling that I could take. <laughs> um, yeah, you no, know, really. There's. I like our roster. I like how different we are. But I've always said there's there's one guy that I I just want to work with him again. I've always loved working with him. Everybody's known since the very beginning. He's been my boy. Um, and that's that's Chris Vale. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And that's awesome. I, as as much as as much as I love the guy, I don't think he's being utilized the way that he should be. I think that he could be utilized in such a such a phenomenal way um, with adequate storytelling. Um, it seems like whenever there's a story about to take off with him. It doesn't really go anywhere. There's not a lot of substance to it, and I'm sure those people, those guys, are trying very, very hard. I'm sure they are. Yeah. Um, but I just don't know if storytelling's in their wheelhouse. Um, maybe I, maybe wrestling's not in their wheelhouse. Maybe, maybe, maybe booking's not in their wheelhouse. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure they're trying. I'm sure they're working very, very hard. But so do washing machines. We don't let them book wrestling shows. So Chris Vale would be the app. Chris Vale would be my number one draft pick if I were to have free reign over any of those guys over there. It would be Chris Vale and Eddie Rydell because he's my boy. That'd be cool. Other than that, I would love. I think I, I think Aaron Helms would be a phenomenal commentator for us. I don't think he'll ever do it. Um, but other than that. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I've I've heard some of Helms's and and Mosier stuff. It's 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 entertaining. He's great. He is great on commentary. I'll tell you the that. only thing he's I will say about the only thing I will say about Aaron is he overdoes it. That's the only thing that drives me nuts. It's like he tries to be Joey Styles and everybody all wrapped up in one every time. It's like like if Outlaw got an arm lock on somebody, like oh my god, he's gonna break his arm. It's like. He needs if he tones it down a little, he'd be excellent. But that's the reason I don't do much commentary. Not because he's a bad guy, because he's a great kid, but he overdoes it. It's like you got to yes. know when to sell the action in the ring, 
and you've got a you look like a tool if you don't do it right. He's got all the tools to do it, but he overdoes it. It's there's like you enough. can't be. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. There, there, there's not enough. I feel like what's lacking in commentary for other Kansas promotions, um, and I'm not knocking anybody, but there, you, it, there's not enough backstory given on these people's characters because yes. if these if you're if these people are watching your product for the very first time on YouTube or Facebook, they don't know who these guys are. It is your job as the commentator when they're making their entrance or yep. even just during during rest holds, that's your opportunity to tell the audience what is going on right now? Why is this person wrestling this person? Yes. Who this who this guy is? What his character is about? Is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy? You know, tell tell these things about him. And maybe that's not a commentary fault problem. Maybe again, that's symptomatic of a booking issue. That maybe these guys don't have a backstory. Maybe there is no storytelling involved in the matchup. I don't know. But if there's See, you know, I- you don't give if you don't give them a reason to watch the match well then rest holds are boring <laughs> absolutely absolutely and and I, you know just to go along with what you're saying you know two of the things i feel are the biggest contributors to character development are promos and commentary and if you don't have commentary helping you develop your character to the crowd or at least to the viewers on yeah. YouTube or on, uh, you know, IWTV, then you've got to be handed a microphone once in a while so that you can build your character on your own. And yes. that's something I experienced in several companies I worked with that I was never allowed to have a voice. I, I never got handed off the mic. And I guarantee you, if they did hand me that microphone, I would have owned that entire crowd. And everybody would have known without a shadow of doubt when I was there and why I was there, yeah. and what I intended to do while I was there, and where I was going to do it, when I was going to do it, and how I was going to do it, because that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> but they only give their their boys the microphone, you know? And that's, that's so right. frustrating. There's a lot of talent out there that's not being utilized. Well, when I was trying to do commentary, I was trying to be, A, humorous to keep people interested. I tried to explain holes and what they did, but people didn't sit there and go along with it. Like, I'd throw something to them, to expound upon and be all like, oh my gosh, you know, he's tougher than a $2 steak or something. It's like, okay, uh, why the hell did you say that or something? It's like, I got Helms going once really good. He says, he goes, oh, I threw a back okay. elbow. And I go, why do you call it a back elbow? And he's like, what? I go, why do you call it a back elbow? I go, the elbow's on the back of your arm. So it's just an elbow. <laughs> I go, you can't throw a front elbow. That's called a clothesline. I go, why do you guys say that? And he was just like, well, uh, 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 you know, and I was like, do you understand like that? And it was just kind of like I had him speechless, you know, but like I say, the kids got all the talent in it, but you know, I tried to be serious here and there. I tried to tell a story with the people, but nobody would sit there and go along with it, you know? So I tried to be humorous to get something going, you know, to, so somebody would be entertained by it. It's like well, I wasn't trying to put myself over because I really didn't care. I mean, if I want to get over, I can get over. It's pretty damn easy most of the time. All I got to do is make fun of somebody's awesome. kid in the audience, and I'll have everybody in the building booing me. Well, I think it's. I think maybe the reason they don't go along with it is I think that maybe storytelling, backstory in general, is a foreign concept to them. You know, 
all they know is I'm going to wrestle this guy, you know, uh, or yes. all they know is yes. how cool can I, how cool can I look during my entrance, you know? And Hey, I'm not going to knock that because at KWR, we have some of the biggest, craziest oh, entrances yeah. you'll ever see in independent wrestling. We drive out in Jeeps. We have pyro. Like who the <laughs> hell does that stuff in any wrestling? But Nobody. it's <laughs> all of those things combined with the storytelling, with the television product, with the commentary, with the great in-ring talent we have that just make us completely different from everyone else around us. You know, and it, like I've said since the very beginning, you know, we're not trying to take away fans from any wrestling promotion in Kansas. That's not our goal. We are offering something completely different than any other wrestling promotion is. If those fans decide to stop watching their product and watch only ours, well, okay, fine. That sounds like a problem that's not ours, <laughs> but that's not my goal. My goal is to create another flavor of ice cream that these wrestling fans have never had before. You can love many different flavors of ice cream and still be a lover of ice cream. You can like vanilla, Rocky Road, chocolate. You can like all these different things. We just wanted to create another flavor that wrestling fans in Kansas hadn't seen before. And I think up to this point, we've done that. And we've only been around a very short time. Okay, do you guys think that the biggest problem in a lot of Kansas Wrestling Federations is the fact that people don't out there like as in talent they don't know their strong points and they don't know their weak points it's like when i wrestled when i wrestled i knew i was not that good of a wrestler but man i could go out there run my mouth and those people wanted to see me get my ass kicked okay it's like you know you see i mean i could go out there say two things to the crowd and they'd want to kill me up in hutchison i could go out there say a few things with carl in the second match and we would get more of a reaction between the two of us with the fans than half the other guys did. It's not because I'm that great, but I know what my strong points are. It's like, I mean, I, we almost sold out freaking Hoisington because everybody wanted to see my smart mouth get my ass kicked every time. Well, that's, that's, that's exactly, that is, that is the problem. That is one, well, that's one of the problems, I think, um, is that no, not everyone knows their place. And yes. a lot of the workers today, at least in the Midwest, are more concerned with popping the boys in the back than they are the guys sitting in the front row. Um, and so they want to go out there and do all these oh, crazy yeah. moves that they have no business doing whatsoever. You look at a guy, and this is this is the biggest example of this that I can think of. Somebody like like King Money, the guy isn't. He's not a phenomenal wrestler. He's not a. Don't let him hear that. He's not. He, he, no, he'll tell you. Oh, I think he's good. He's not a phenomenal athlete, um, but he knows how to work, and there's a difference. Right. He can go out there and work a crowd. And in fact, in Salina, we did a show one time where we had the crowd eating out of the palm of our hand before there was even a single move done in the match. It was hit, it was money versus Tyler Stinson. And we were told at the beginning of the night by the powers that be that this wasn't going to work. This wasn't going to work. And <laughs> Money would go to lock up, and he'd duck out of the way. He rolled out of the ring. Him and I talked strategy a little bit. He got back in, went to lock up, rolled out of the ring. Same thing. He did about four or five times to the point where the crowd was just chomping at the bit. He gets in the ring, 
boom, Tyler hits him with a Superman punch. One, two, three. That was the match, and it was the loudest reaction of the entire night. Possibly loudest reaction of the past five shows we have had. And no one could understand why. It's because, well, we worked the crowd. We told a story That's in the, time, the, the five minutes we were given. Uh, and the story was King Money was scared, and then he got his ass kicked really quick. <laughs> and the crowd Pretty went simple. nuts. <laughs> the crowd went nuts. You'll want to listen. There's not enough guys that understand that they just don't understand that. They don't understand what their weaknesses are. They don't understand what their strengths are. And that's a shame because some of these guys, there's some of their strengths, if utilized properly, they could be phenomenal. I see a lot of workers in Kansas wrestling, and I, I use the term worker lightly, but they could be <laughs> fantastic ringside managers. And, I mean... I'm not the expert on this or anything on uh, what a what a good ringside manager is, but I see a lot of guys that are that just want to be wrestlers that could be great as a ringside manager if given that direction and told, hey, here's your strength, play to it. There's a reason that I don't wrestle because I would be terrible. Uh, you'd be too sexy in tights, Merrick. I mean, come on, we know it. <laughs> Have everyone in that place trying to get you. I mean, <laughs> damn! Look at that man in those ties. How? Oh, ooh, yeah. God! Look at look at those thighs. <laughs> <laughs> those look like those came off a fine-looking chicken someplace. <laughs> He's got the thighs of a middle-aged soccer mom. <laughs> <laughs> Call him Karen. Uh huh. Uh. <laughs> Well, you're you're absolutely Sorry, right. Make this movie. <laughs> you're, you're you're absolutely right, John. There's they, just the guys don't know what their strengths and weaknesses are. No one's telling them any. No one's giving them any guidance. You know what would help is if they went to wrestling school. Uh, well, that too. <laughs> it's true. Because it's true. Then you'll have a professional with credentials, and I, and I say credentials because you don't just go to any school with some Joe Blow who who went to a seminar one time and thinks he's a trainer. I'm talking about a, a trainer with credentials. You go go to their school, and they will tell you in training whether you're going to be a good wrestler or if you should just be a ref or if you should be a manager. They'll train you accordingly. There's, there's, a, there's, there. a, reason, there's a reason that Liam Knox is this, this, uh, this hidden gem of, of Kansas wrestling. No one knew anything about him. He moved from Wichita up to Canada to train with Lance Storm for six months, came back, and nobody took him seriously because they didn't know him. He wasn't all buddying, buddying up and rubbing elbows with the booker, um, and they didn't take him seriously. The guy sent me a message. He had, all he had to say was one thing. I was trained by Lance Storm, and I said, I want to see him work. We put him in the ring. He's freaking great. And now we're developing this storyline and character with him that I think is unlike anything that Kansas wrestling has seen before. So I don't know. I I don't know. We're different because we have to be. I I guess I'll say that. (laughs) Well, that's more marketable. Thank you. Well, uh, as as we wrap up here, by the way, this has been fun. I appreciate both you guys doing this. Thank you. This has been. uh, 
Very entertaining. I do like the uh, the the synchronized cigars. I think that's that's great. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'll start with Outlaw. Um, before we before we wrap up here, how do we find you on social media and buy your merch and do all that? Well, uh, you can buy my merch by coming to shows because I don't do the online selling merch thing. Come to my show, see what I can do in person. And if you like what you see, I got a merch setup. You can find my T-shirts. You can find my my eight by tens, and you can find my um, eleven uh, by sixteens as well. You know, and I'll even go as far as to to, to scribble something on it with Sharpie. But you got to come and sit your ass in a seat for me to give you anything. And you can find me on Instagram, the only real outlaw. You can find me on on Facebook. Uh, the Outlaw Midwest Pro Wrestler, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. You can follow me on there, and I, I post about upcoming shows I've got going on. Hopefully, we'll be back in the ring sooner than later. Oh, nice pun. <laughs> <laughs> well, since, 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 since he went ahead and set you up there, sir. Uh, <laughs> Merrick, what do you have for us, my friend? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, since he set me up for it, uh, <laughs> right now at KWR, we are working on um, something very exciting, something that, uh, again, isn't being seen by any promotion uh, in Kansas wrestling, and it's something because we have to. The reality of this situation, there, there's a reason why we're doing this interview over Skype right now. I mean, nobody quite knows when we're going to get back to being able to have live crowds in professional wrestling. Yes. So how do we still entertain uh, fans, um, wrestling fans, while they're sitting at home? Um, yeah. And I think that what we're working on um, and what we want to present to everyone with uh, the special that we're going to call Back to the Ring um, is something unlike any anything we've ever done before. Uh, matches and segments that are produced very cinematically um, and just doing what we do best at KWR, and that's entertaining you by telling you a story. Yes. Um so be on the lookout for that. Follow us on uh, on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Kansas Wrestling Revolution. Uh, if you follow my page on Instagram or Instagram and uh, Facebook, chances are you're going to see a lot of uh, Flex Read memes. Um, so if, if that interests you, if that if that interests you, awesome. uh, then by all means follow me uh, on Facebook and Instagram at Merrick McMichaels. Merchandise, we have a Teespring store uh, for those uh, for our fans that uh, are not in the Kansas area uh, that watch us on IWTV or on Facebook Watch. Uh, so find us on Teespring, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think that's great. Well, uh, I, I look forward to uh, more of these because uh, this has been fun, just kind of picking your guys' brain and uh, just yeah. hearing, you know, from the from the real guys instead of, Outlaw wants to kick my ass in my pink suit, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this has been fun. John, wrap us up here, my friend. All you gotta say is, I mean, I try to keep my peace with everybody, but both these two here, I really, really, really like. It's like 
in person, outlaw, couldn't be a better guy. I mean, you know better than to piss him off because he's just got that look on his face. But he'll laugh at my bad jokes. He's always been great to me. And um, Merrick, great kid, first time I met him, he comes up to me and he goes, hey, he goes, I'm trying to figure out how to get over more with the crowd. I heard you're the one to tell me how to get people to hate me even more. And I was like, wow, okay, I feel good now. <laughs> and we did. We just played. He did a show in Newton, Kansas. He involved me with it. I loved that part of it. Well, you were there. Jeez, God, did that on my part. But he was a great foil. He always knew how to play off of stuff. So, I mean, I would feed him something. He caught it and went with it and everything. So, I mean, it was just really fun. Both these guys actually get it. Thank you. Good stuff. That's, that's a huge compliment. Thank you. Well, you guys are great. Uh, I look forward to chatting with you guys soon. Have yourself a good re rest of your week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. There they go. Outlaw and uh, Merrick McMichaels and uh, Mr. John Mosier. And that wraps it up here from our world famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Thanks for joining us tonight, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.